the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Happy, I don't know, post Valentine's Day. Hopefully you didn't get a VD on Valentine's Day. Remember when we refer to it as a VD? No comment. No comment from me. I'm just going to shut up and be in the corner. Um, oh, my. So let's talk a little investing. Let's, you know, see what we're seeing out there. Uh, retail sales very strong. Uh, that's a check. Not out of control. Strong, but good. Consumer price index was a little bit higher than expected, up 2.5%, which is a negative. Uh, manufacturing out of the Empire State came in better than expected. We have New the... City. New York City. Uh, we have a bit of a mess going on as far as the President's National Security Advisor and talks with Russia that were a little too soon, it looks like. Um, so there's some inflationary concerns, there's a good economy, there's the inflation concerns with the good economy, combined with Janet Yellen talking to Congress. We're going to see interest rates go higher this year. Is it going to be two moves, three moves, or four moves? Um, and that should lead financial stocks higher. You know, earlier in the show, we got a call from someone who was asking about index funds and exchange-traded funds. And I think one area, one sector that you should definitely be looking at if you don't have it already is um, financials. Um, I still think that they have a very nice way to go. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, so yesterday's PPI index, but the producer prices showed some inflation. Uh, the biggest since 2012, and today's CPI was fairly big as well. So uh, that's considered a negative. So in my opinion, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. PepsiCo, they're the makers of Pepsi and water and Kool-Aid and Gatorade. Not Kool-Aid. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, why not? 
I've been drinking all night long. So PepsiCo, a better than expected quarter. Uh, real nice company. Uh, you could probably bet that you'll be eating Doritos for years and years and years to come. Um, it's got a high P.E., uh, it's a consumer product company, which a lot of people think Apple should be considered a consumer product company to deserve a high P.E. Um, when you take a look at a chart of a Pepsi on a 10-year basis or even further back, you'll see just how strong of a company it is. If you go back to 1990, it was a $5 stock, and then five years later it's a 14 and then it's 20 and then it's a 30 35 40 45 50 55 So in the last... 25 years, it's gone from 5 to 106. Um, and certainly back in 1990, Michael Jackson and Pepsi and his hair caught on fire. His hair's on fire. He's on fire. Um, you've known about Pepsi for a long time. I'd go as far as to say I could probably start an index of companies that sponsor Super Bowls and halftime shows and um, companies like Visa that if you have the, that kind of money to sponsor a halftime show at the Super Bowl, you're doing pretty well, and you're in a good position to sell your crappy product around the world. Uh, so Apple, they're hitting a fresh high this morning. Uh, we learned that Warren Buffet owns 57 million plus shares of Apple. He's been aggressively buying stocks since the election. He bought a lot of Delta, American, Southwest, and Continental. Uh, in, in basketball, you want to be like Michael Jordan. In investing, you want to be like Warren Buffett. So there's no shame in the way he's accumulated wealth. Sad thing is he's, he's on the older side and he's going to die one day. And that makes me sad. So it makes me sad like a donkey. Donkeys are always sad looking. So Eeyore. Poor thing. Poor thing had his tail fall off on a regular basis. Kids are cruel. Let the Trix Rabbit have the cereal. Let Eeyore go. Put him on a farm. <laughs> Oddly enough, that's audio for my uh, my first wife. <laughs> I'm gonna drop it right there, right there. There's no more of that. She uh, was a little long in the face. <laughs> she kind of had a Sarah Jessica Parker face. Oh, I must stop. Hey, Sarah Jessica Parker stopped by to say hello. Um, all we need now is Mr. T and we'd have a party. We've got Sarah Jessica Parker. we got a donkey. Are you crazy? And, uh, now we got Mr. T. Now it's a party. So, healthcare stocks are doing well today. Consumer staples are doing well. Um, taking a look again at the market, it's really tough not to watch the news when we basically have a president who's habitually lying and wrong. It's it's almost entertaining. Um, Kelly on Kellyanne Conway comes out Monday night and says, "Oh no, President Trump has all the faith in uh, uh, Flynn." Twenty four hours later, he's he's gone, and she says, "Oh no, no, that's not what I said. I didn't say he had all the faith in him." So, um, you would think that what's going on in the White House would somehow kind of make people feel nervous about the economy and start selling some stocks. But no, we march higher. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, 
I used to say that the best person ever in my history for investing that made me the richest was uh, Saddam Hussein. Because every time he would, you know, come to power or piss off one of the bushes, uh, the stock market would, would fall because of oil prices and the stock market would fall, stock market would fall. And that, that always created a good buying opportunity for me to get in the market because it wasn't, you know, tied to reality. It was tied towards this little guy who had power that kind of rattled America's uh, PR mechanisms with the president. So I used to say Saddam Hussein used to make me the most amount of money. And, you know, unfortunately, when he got hung and killed and caught, uh, one of my cash cows got taken away. But so far, the Trump presidency, holy mackerel. If uh, I have to endure a Trump presidency, become wealthier. So we're moving things along and we're moving them along fast. My 401k is moving right along, nice and fast. It's enjoyable to look at my wealth. Um, how long will that last? I never expect it very long. Um, I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Thank you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Hey, Taco Bell, speaking of love, and I can get behind this story. Uh, they just announced that you can get married in a Taco Bell in Vegas for 600 bucks. That's the way to do it. Weddings with 200 people, you know, $30,000, a white dress, <laughs> as if she should be wearing white. Um, now you can get married at Taco Bell. Total love story. Um, a catered dinner. Taco Bell t-shirts. Champagne flutes. Uh, wedding photography. It's all there. 600 bucks. And you get a nibble on a Doritos Cheesy Gordita Crunch. I'm in. I think cheap weddings are the way to go. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter at Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, In particular, the markets continue to hit record highs. And it almost makes you scratch your head. Because what you're seeing on television with the presidency would show you some calamity. But what you're getting on Wall Street 
Eh. Markets continue to rally. Data ignites some inflation concerns, though. So, um, yesterday, Tuesday, produced record highs for all the major indices. Uh, investors aren't being shy right now. They're kind of catching some momentum. Fed Chairman Janet Yellen yesterday was talking to the Senate Banking Committee. Um, people seem to be embracing the fact that we're going to have interest rate hikes. People seem to be saying, well, that's because the economy is going well. So that's good news until it actually happens, and then people are going to be like, whoa, higher borrowing costs. That's not necessarily bad, uh, considering we're at, you know, what I would say uh, flashes of danger, 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 slow economy, low interest rates. So Jenny Yellen's at it again talking today. So it's a two-day testimony. Um, we heard a lot about Warren Buffett yesterday and today. He's up to stake in a lot of airlines and Apple. Um, there is a activist firm who's taken a big position in Procter & Gamble. SoftBank, which is kind of a tech company in Japan, they own things like Arm Holdings, which does a lot of semiconductors that you know power devices. They uh, did an odd acquisition in purchasing Fortress Investment Group. and I can't make sense of that. It's kind of like, you know, out of nowhere, Google Google buying something like an investment company. PepsiCo, uh, they topped their expectations, but they lowered guidance for the year based on currency, strength of the dollar. So we're going to continue to hear more about that. Consumer price index for January increased, tied heavily towards gasoline. So you and I are paying more, which means if our boss gave us a $100,000 salary last year and prices went up six-tenths of a percent, as they did, that's the biggest increase since February of 2013, you and I have less money in our pocket. Now, if you exclude food and energy, the increase is just three-tenths of a percent. But year over year, and not on a monthly basis, consumer price inflation is up two and a half percent. And... Again, that just means you have 2.5% less money uh, at the end of the month. You're spending more money to cover your goods that you're consuming. So that's a pretty big number. Now, somewhere between 2 and 4% is, you know, a little bit of inflation's good. And too much inflation's bad because it really saps our buying purchase power. But a little bit of inflation's good if, like, for instance you're paying more for a haircut this year. That probably means the person who's cutting your hair is making a little bit more money. Um, So she's keeping up with inflation by charging you a little bit more to chop your hair. So a little bit of inflation is good. So think about the people who provide these services that we consume. So retail sales were out there today. They increased for the month of January. So uh, we're buying if you exclude autos, retail sales rose eight-tenths of a percent. So auto sales were down pretty aggressively. Um, so January, we went out and shopped. Now, unfortunately, one of the areas that saw the biggest increases in our shopping was gasoline stores, um, putting gas in our pro- into our car. That doesn't seem like it should be a, a part of retail sales, does it? Because it's like you almost have to do it. 
it feels like. So elsewhere inside this uh, retail sales numbers, you saw food services and drinking uh, bars saw sales rise. People are going out a little bit more. Um, I guess there's, for some people, there, anytime there's a new president, it's time to drink, right? Can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. So uh, the Empire State Manufacturing Survey for February hit a number of 18.7. Um, so manufacturing is doing pretty well. And again, that's just in you know the New York area, the Empire State Manufacturing Survey. So um, our economy is doing well. I, it's tough to find anywhere inside our economy and go, that's a big weak point. So how playful are we today? There was a lot of drama yesterday with the resignation of National Security Advisor Flynn. Um, a lot of people feel that he's being scapegoated. And there will be investigations. Um, there's some attention on some potential disagreement in the GOP over the border tax, the repeal of Obamacare. So things are starting to heat up politically. Um, it's a job I want to want. So I know you're saying, you don't want to be president of the United States? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. So um, other big stories of note today. Pokemon Go. It's getting a huge new update that adds 80 new Pokemon. Um, I know you're saying, 80 new Pokemon? Yes. Uh, And this is big news and good news for companies like Apple. Uh, 80 new Pokemon are going to be taken from the classic Pokemon Gold and Silver Game Boy colored games. Uh, You'll get some new Pokemon like Totodile, Espeon, Umbreon, Meryl, Hoppip, Kikorita. Hey, Gacho. Uh, there'll be some new berries. There'll be new things that you can dress up your character as. And, uh, you know, for, for such a stupid game of a little bit of augmented reality, it's generated over a billion dollars in revenue, which is pretty impressive considering Apple gets a cut of that. Other stories of note. Um, Warren Buffett cut his holdings in Walmart. Sold it all. And I think that's pretty damning of retail. Amazon's market value is about $356 billion compared with Walmart's $298 billion. So the old-fashioned brick-and-mortar retailers are struggling in face of competition from online players. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So 
Lumineers are playing uh, with you two this spring. That'll be a pretty big ticket. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to, I believe, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. I mean, oh. hi, Rob. <laughs> that is so common to do. How are you? <laughs> so not common. I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. What's up? I have a question. I have two questions. Number one, um, what's the difference between an index and an ETF fund? And are these two types of funds to invest in or good to invest in for long haul or short haul? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 40-ish, 45-ish. Okay. That sounds about right. Um, I'm just asking because it gives me a good perspective on uh, how powerful time is on your side. And thanks for the call. So what I would get at is... First and foremost, indexes are a great way to go. Vanguard is the company that's known for their index funds. Um, Five trillion plus dollars in assets. A lot of people who are millennials and Generation Xers have said, I'm going to start investing, and the best way to do it is to keep fees low. Um, That's the trick, is to keep fees low and to have time on your side. Uh, You can open an account at Schwab, Vanguard, Fidelity, thousand plus dollars. easy to get going, and index are the ways to do it. If you don't want to do an index, um, you can do what's called an ETF, an exchange-traded fund. And for instance, TD Ameritrade has 100 commission-free ETFs. Uh, So you could literally get started for almost no cost, uh, which is lovely and wonderful. Um, ETFs are a little bit more... ETFs and indexes are both pretty tax-efficient, which is another thing. When I first started buying mutual funds 30 years ago, uh, 25 years ago, sometimes you'd buy like, um, uh, let's say, a T. Rowe Price Science and Health Fund. And it's been up for 10 straight years, so it's had a lot of capital gains built into it. Uh, And they did capital gains distribution, so you could actually buy it at $10 a share and do a distribution, and you'd be like at 950, and you'd be like, whoa, I lost money for doing nothing for the fund paying taxes. So... Uh, essentially what you want is diversification. So ETFs and indexes both can do that for you. Um, I would go with either or. Um, and know that you want, have, you want as much time on your side as possible. That's something that the millennials have that Warren Buffett doesn't have. You know, Warren Buffett's uh, one of the greatest investors of all time, but he's old. Um, so money doubles every 7.2 years. Put it in a good index like a Russell 3000 or a Wilshire 5000, and you could basically be mostly done. Um, at, that gets you a lot of American stocks. You probably want some international stocks, maybe a real estate investment trust index or ETF, a REIT. If you drop me an email, Michelle, I'll send you um, you know a couple emails giving you some thoughts and some ideas on you know, the basics of a portfolio. Uh, but let's say you're socking away $5,000 a year and you get 6% annualized rate of growth. If you start at age 25, you'll have $1.1 million by age 70. If you start at age 35, you only have 591000 And if you start at age 45, which is kind of where you are, you're only going to have 291000 And I throw down $5,000 a year because that's a sum of money that's more than a little, but it's not a lot. 
Um, so you can see that starting young is the most powerful thing that you have in investing. Cutting costs, uh, you know, 1% here or there will kill you over 30, 40 years. So I just showed you what, you know, $5,000 gets at 6%. What if it was only getting 5%? The rate of returns would be significantly less. So just throwing that out there. Let's bring on CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning with CFP Chad Burton. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. One of the big questions that I get via email and and phone calls on a regular basis, Chad, is lump sum investing. I just inherited $100,000. I just inherited $40,000. And my next question, if it's a chick, is like, you got all your teeth. Like, are you good looking? Like, <laughs> what's your number? What's your number? I've actually done that on air, which is pathetic. But um, lump sum <laughs> investing versus dollar cost averaging. These are two themes of investing. I say when you get a lump sum, just invest it because it'll work out over time. What's your thoughts on lump sum investing? Well, most people are already dollar cost averaging through their paycheck um, okay. and their 401k. And dollar cost averaging works when there's, you know, when the market is. It has periods where it's trending lower over a year-long period so that you're buying sometimes at a low and sometimes at a high. Um, so if there's a significant correction and you've got cash to put in, I would just put it in. But if you're doing it and the market's at the higher end of a you know 12-month rating, trading range, then dollar cost average to a point that makes you feel comfortable. The problem that people do when they dollar cost average is they let the motions get involved. So they'll start off and they'll say, I'm going to do X number of dollars per month. And they say, oh, no, the market's too high or I'm going to wait for a correction. And they skip out on their plan. You need to write down your plan on paper and says, I'm going to dollar cost averages cash into a balanced portfolio over six months, 12 months, two years, whatever it may be. Something that takes the emotion out of it. Right. It's the emotion that makes it difficult. In a 10-year period, none of it will really matter. It will not matter. It's just how you can avoid getting your emotions involved in investing, and that's usually by a written plan that that you follow that you don't, you know, you got to stay the course. Your written plan is a funny idea because most people remember things the the way they want to remember them. They'll say things like, oh, I knew to buy Apple when they came out with the iPod, but did they buy Apple? Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of day traders will be like, oh, I knew it was going to move from you know 440 to 525 after they reported earnings, but did they do it? And I recommend people, you know, if, if put up or shut up, write it down and give it to your wife. Yeah. If you have a great idea, write it down and give it to your wife. Because, and then when you need that money back, ask for it back from your wife. You could practice on paper is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, and if you look at the last decade, which was tough for investors, the S&P 500 is relatively flat if you don't count dividends. Um, but a balanced portfolio still averaged over 6% over the last 10 years, even with the credit crisis, the real estate bubble, and all that good stuff. Um, so a balanced portfolio will work out over time. And I think the, the problem that investors that are coming in with cash or they've been sitting in cash, the problem they deal with is they're only watching stocks. Right. So they, they forget that a balanced portfolio, when the stock market is really rallying, will underperform in the short term, but it will outperform during the three out of 10 years that are negative. So seven out of 10 years are positive, three out of 10 are negative. And asset allocation means you're keeping up with the market in the good years and outperforming it in the bad years. So that's what you want. I'm a big fan of dollar cost averaging in the 401k. With If you're going to try to do a trade, then you don't, you, don't, you, you lump sum it. You know, it's, it all depends on your expectations and your goals. But we preach diversification of equity. Um, so lump summing it doesn't make a lot of sense. At the same time, though, I, you know, I take over um, portfolios, uh, sometimes large companies yeah. kind of rhyme with disher, 
where you see over 100 different stocks. You be careful. That guy can kill you. <laughs> we see over 100 different stocks, and you're like, okay, what's the point of picking 100 different stocks? Yeah. We have 1% position. What if that company does really well? It's not going to make a difference in your portfolio. So when I pick individual stocks, we typically keep 20 to 25 positions yeah. in the portfolio. Do you know why he puts people in 100 different stocks? Because it's impossible to quit them. You're, you're thinking if I quit and I have to sell all these stocks, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. That's why, exactly why when I set up my company, we use TD Ameritrade as a brokerage firm, and my yeah. clients get uh, free trades for the first 60 days because yeah. I usually have to go in and fix portfolios because they have way too many positions. They're you know concentrated one t- sector of the market instead of being diversified, and we've got to fix it. So you know trading costs can become expensive if if you've got you know 100 positions or if you've got over 13 mutual funds, you're typically way over diversified. You got too many positions, you can't possibly follow it and have a daytime job. That guy you mentioned, name rhymes with Disher. I once said on air that his sales force is kind of cheesy and smarmy, young guys who have, you know, cuff links and uh, initials on their shirts and stuff like that. Like these initials right here? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, they're kind of douchey. Like, they're just cheesy guys. He called me. A billionaire calls me and he's like, I heard you have something negative to say about my company. I'm like, I'm so, 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 so sorry. Please don't kill me. <laughs> I was afraid of him. No comment, because <laughs> now I'm scared. <laughs> CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm encouraged to see that states are moving forward with some new initiatives to help workers save for retirement. Studies show a pretty sharp divide in retirement savings between those who have employer-sponsored plans and those who do not. Uh, if you make it easy for people, they tend to do it. State programs are designed to fill in the gap. Um, it's kind of goofy when I say this, but uh, nine years ago when Hillary Clinton was running against Barack Obama for the first time, she mentioned that, you know, I'd like to make it mandatory for all Americans to save in a 401k uh, or 403b, some sort of retirement plan. And I was like, I'll vote for that. Um, I don't care if you're a liar. I don't care if you're going to tax us, not tax us. If you're going to take my rights away, give me more rights, don't care. Politically, I'm not that guy. But what I do care about is more people saving for retirement so that when they turn 60, they're not you know, in a situation where they have to continue to work. Or when they turn 60, they've got a pretty nice condition of uh, you know, lifestyle. Uh, I want you to work from age 20 to 60 and then live from 60 to 100, 95, 90, 85, 80. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Again, email me, Rob, at robblackshow.com. Hi, I'm Rob Black. The stock market recently hit record highs, but don't celebrate just yet, as retirement is marching ever closer. Most of us have a big fear about what retirement will actually look like. To conquer that fear, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner Chad Burton at an educational event in Los Gatos on Thursday, March 9th at 6.30. We will cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and much, much more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. 
That's Thursday, March 9th, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 for free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RADIO25. That's newfocusfinancial.com, promo code RADIO25. But you're moving so carefully, let's start living dangerously. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Retail sales surged in January. That gives us a big thumbs up. Jobs are relatively good in the United States, and we're shopping. That means our economy is going to be okay. Do you remember the Saturday Night Live story? Uh, Saturday Night Live, Buckwheat, where they had uh, Eddie Murphy play basically Buckwheat from the Little Rascals. I know everyone who's under 35 goes, Little Rascals. What's that? Well, kids, when I was a kid, uh, TV wasn't as great as it is today. And there was only four or five channels until cable TV came along. You had to catch yourself watching reruns of TV shows that were 30, 40, 50 years old. Okay, as Buckwheat would say. Uh, God, I remember, like, loving that kid. I'm aging myself. Uh, so Americans splurged in January. We shopped. Um our jobs are helping us with income growth and reducing debt, and we like to shop. I'm not a big shopper. Um, that may turn you off if you're looking at, like, wow, Rob's such a great guy. Uh, I wear basically two pairs of jeans and, you know, obviously dress pants when I have to. But I'm, I'm not fancy. Uh, a lot of T-shirts, like uh, four or five T-shirts that I cycle through. Uh, Two or three pullovers, um, a couple hoodies. I had hoodies before Zuckerberg had hoodies. Anyway, topic change. Uh, mortgage delinquencies among some homeowners uh, spiking. So this is not good news. Delinquency rate increased 9% in the fourth quarter from 8.3% in the third quarter. Um, first time home buyers are the ones who are struggling. So uh, Warren Buffett, he dumps Walmart and picks up some more airlines and picks up Apple. And I think that's really kind of a damning testimony on Walmart, don't you? Uh, I do. So when you get good old Warren Buffet uh, dumping, uh, you know, a staple, so to speak, that's interesting to note. This is a little bit of sad news. Um, I have car insurance in case I basically lose control of my vehicle and crash into someone. Hopefully they don't die. But I have insurance, right? And you insure what you can't afford to lose. That's the concept. So when I get into a fender bender and it's no big deal, 
I'm fine walking away. Um, I had a car, you know, that had 180,000 miles on it. Car before that had 170,000 miles. So I, I kind of drive my cars as far as I can usually um, until they get to the point where people go, eh. Um, so thank you, thank you. That's what people do. Ah. So you're not supposed to see a rate hike. You're not supposed to see a rate hike when you get into a, a no-fault accident. But we're seeing more and more Americans get rate hikes when they get into a no-fault accident. Premiums jacked up as high as $400. So I'm saying unless you have to, don't claim your insurance. I know that's an odd concept. But the more you use insurance, the more likely insurance companies are going to say, you know what, we're not making money on this guy, so we better raise his rates. Um, again, if you truly need to use the insurance, if your car is no longer functional because it was in an accident, use the insurance. Uh, most people know that they, if they cause an accident or get a ticket, they're going to see a premium increase. And uh, I think some of the technology with GPS is pretty cool right now. Uh, a lot of insurance companies will say, like, if you've got a kid, a teenager, uh, if you let us track how fast the car goes, we'll give you a discount. But if he goes too fast, well, we caught you. Would you give up that kind of privacy to have a lower rate? I would. So the rate of Americans who are uninsured right now, uh, as far as healthcare goes, has hit a record low. Uh, thank you to Obamacare. The nation's rate of people without health insurance fell further on a year-over-year basis. Uh, in the first nine months of 2016, just 8.8% of Americans were not insured. That's a drop of about three-tenths of one percent year-over-year. Um, since Obama's CARES coverage provisions began taking place in 2010, the nation's uninsured rate has dropped by about 7.2%. So we went from 16% of people not having insurance in the United States all the way down to... Eight percent. I appreciate That's pretty that. Pretty impressive. Good job. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know who's the biggest troll out there right now? Obama's photographer. Uh, he's trolling Trump with uh, these just great photos of President Obama and how his candidacy uh, and his presidency was t- is different than, so shall we say, Donald Trump's. That's not Elon that. Musk is. Uh, I know it's not even funny. Elon Musk is looking into investigations that Tesla's Fremont factory has poor working conditions. Uh, We'll see a report out this Friday. Uh, Musk has said that, you know, excessive mandatory overtime would be morally outrageous, but that's what his employees are claiming. Uh, So Musk acknowledged that, you know, there is mandatory overtime to make up for production stoppages, but the frequency of it's dropping every week, he says. So we'll learn a little bit more. Mortgage applications dropped to an eight-year low as essentially if you haven't refinanced in the last four or five years, you're probably only not going to because rates have been so incredibly low. We saw yesterday a big report out on Microsoft, not on Microsoft, but on bridges. Some 56,000 bridges in the United States are structurally deficient. So you got to own things like Caterpillar in your portfolio because we need to repair things and we need big rigs to do it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Call the show, 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. We'll take a break here. Be Talk to you soon.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.